Daniel. Welcome, everyone, to a new edition. Are you good? You're coming in faint. I'm coming in faint? You you were. Now I'm coming in at some level. Yeah, a uh, higher level. You're, how, you're, how, how am I sounding? You're wall-to-wall and treetop top. Well, it sounds like we're at a, a good moment in time. Something that does uh, not often get stated uh, in about higher, 2020. Uh, or most years. Uh, hi, everybody. Uh, I'm Daniel Finney, and welcome to Talking Paragraphs. Uh, on the line with us, as usual, is my best friend, Memphis Paul, the Sultan of Spreadsheets. Uh, how are things in, is it the Queen City? Is Memphis the Queen uh, City? The... It's the Bluff City. Bluff City, okay. How are things in the Bluff City? Uh, it's it's fine. Uh, it's, it's, it's a Sunday. Fine. Uh, we've got some... Can we get a weather? It was very beautiful yesterday, but the the temperature dropped off slightly today. So it's still, it's still that part of the calendar where it's not completely muggy. But it was just just a touch uh, more more chilly than uh, yesterday, which was gorgeous. Uh, It's forty seven here, but uh, I have not been outside today. Mm -hmm. But it's very oh. blustery. I can hear the wind going. Yeah. Uh, so that usually usually means it actually feels. This like would colder. be this would be a great time to to lead into our uh, Tony Larusa segment because he's blustery. But but we've got a card with our topics. We we, we, we on this on this show we respect mm-hmm. the card, uh, and uh, we've got we've got a plethora of things. And while I was uh, getting ready, I, I ended up crashing into an extra keg. That's not unplanned. You you you've got uh, the card this week. That so. can happen. Well, see, the reason it took me so long to get a hold of you is some guy called me with uh, an investigative is report the, story. Is this the take for my, my former employer? Oh. This is sort of the take. This is this is actually a second unplanned take, but. The the guy was calling me. I don't remember writing about him, but he had a double lung transplant okay. or something. And uh, he was calling me because his neighbor had had some property disputes with the city and uh, a neighbor or whatever. And I'm like, well, I don't really do that. I don't do that kind of work anymore, you know, and, and I don't work there anymore. It's like, well, what about this person? I'm like, well, that person's retired. Uh, like, and, I, and then he kept telling me, he was very kind. He was a nice guy, but you could tell it was like somebody who just mm-hmm. wanted to talk. And I'm kind of, you know, I'm on a schedule here. I mean, Memphis Paul, you don't, you don't know what gig is going to come up for him. And he's like Taylor Swift. And so he told some, uh, he, he told a, a faith-based joke that I'd like to warm up. Faith-based, with, okay. If that's all right with you, yes. Uh, so. <clears throat> This, uh, I'm going to alter it slightly. This guy and a gal are 
sitting together on a plane. And the guy is, you know, uh, jabbering on about how he's an atheist. And he's like, hey, uh, the lady's got a cross, you know, uh, on. And he's like, hey, uh, I see you got a cross there. You want to hear a joke? And she said, well, let me ask you something, mister. Uh, How come when uh, a horse poops, comes out and big plops, but when a cow poops, it comes out in big uh-huh. patties. And when a rabbit poops, it comes out mm-hmm. in little pellets. And it's like, lady, how the hell should I know? And he's like, well, they all, she's like, well, they all eat grass. And he's like, I, I, you know, I don't know. And she's like, so you want me to listen to you, but you don't know shit. <laughs> Uh, I, I like it. I like a good uh, bodily function joke. I'm, I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. Speaking of bodily functions, we take number one here. I think we're both gonna be into this because we've had this conversation in the past. But there is a website called. There's a yeah. website. I don't remember what it's called. Uh, it was. Co- it's called Zippa. Okay which is some kind of business website or something. I don't know. They used internet search Mm -hmm. data from all 50 states, and they have determined what the most popular Thanksgiving side dish is in in each of the 50 states. Um, Now, just generally speaking... um, mashed potatoes are the most popular in 10 mm-hmm. states. Uh, green bean casserole in 7 states. Mac and cheese, which surprises me only in that I don't really think of that as a Thanksgiving thing uh, in 6 states. And rolls and or biscuits in yeah. 6 states. Now, I'm, I'm broadcasting here from Iowa, and we are an outlier our favorite side dish is corn. I'm hoping what they mean is scalloped corn, uh, which is pretty good. Uh, corn, it's a little late in the year to have corn mm-hmm. on the cob Thanksgiving. Uh, there's just fact, plain there's, corn. And then there's, yeah, and then there's okay. uh, cream corn. Yeah, cream corn is gross, yeah. I think, but Scallop corn is cheese and oh. corn. The other thing I like is scallop potatoes. Oh, Same thing wow. with cheese uh, and potato My my, my problem with I would yeah, I, that would not make corn is Let's, that it's a starch, yeah. and I like if I'm if I'm yeah. going to eat a starch, I just as soon have dressing, which we haven't heard yet. I guess everyone likes dressing, and that's just right. That well, that's that's my number one fear here I mean, is like i mean some of these uh some of these i, I would have say, thought well, everyone loves dressing so let's remove dressing because that doesn't tell us much everyone loves that so let's just do the number two see but that's the thing that's the thing some people yeah. didn't do that like i would have put dressing number a wide one mar- by a wide margin a lot like it's the it's, it's not the even Michael close. jordan it's the babe ruth of side dishes but the the states that did Vermont, 
uh, was uh, a stuffing mm-hmm. state. New York was a stuffing state. Massachusetts is a stuffing state. Rhode Island is a stuffing state. New Jersey is a stuffing state. Well, uh, uh, Alabama, of all places. You, you mentioned state. several East Coast states. Uh, and what I like about that is some dressings have like little bits of oyster in it. And um, yeah. I like that. My, my uncle liked it. But no one else in the family does, so yeah. uh, so I'm, I'm hopeful that these East Coasters are putting the you know some a little seafood spin and things. Um, right. Now you're a Tennessee man, being in Memphis. You're a sweet potato casserole. It's it's fine. Uh, it's you in Florida. You in Florida love the sweet potato casserole. It's okay uh, for Thanksgiving. The whole, you know, trifecta is like turkey, mashed potatoes, gravy, and um, dressing. And, and when I and when I say dressing, I mean cornbread dressing. So if you have those yeah. things, everything else after that uh, doesn't matter. But it's it's fine to have your um, your green bean your green bean no, see, your green bean casserole uh, rolls. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't yeah. care for corn or That's... or I, I like uh, macaroni and cheese as a side, but we we normally don't have yeah. that. Um, I like macaroni and cheese as a side with like barbecue yeah. or uh, maybe a summer a summer thing. Uh, it's just like it's the kind of thing yeah. I can have every day. Like I'm not gonna have stuff like like here. I, I usually don't have much good to say oh. about Indiana. Uh, but these guys, their favorite uh, side yeah. dish is deviled eggs. I do, I do yeah. love a deviled egg. We, I do love a we, we, yeah. All, all the I sent you th- a thing on TikTok, and states- you, you were like, "How dare you!" I sent this to you, and it was the fried <laughs> deviled eggs. Fried deviled eggs, right? I don't know where yeah. that was in the country. The guy who was frying deviled egg. It wasn't a guy. A guy was. It's this black guy yeah. who watches cooking shows well, on TikTok. And then, like, react. Here, to here's what I'll say eggs. about the fried deviled yeah. egg: is that um, yeah. every year for the last however many years, um, they'll advertise for the state fair, and it's like, oh, here's this year's thing we fried, and it's like, nah, I, I'd have just assumed eating the thing not fried, you, you're you're pushing this past the point of. Uh, of, of it being kind of a fun thing, but the fried deviled in, I'm, I'm back in on the novelty fried thing. Someone, someone, sure. someone needs to call the state yeah, fair agree. and say, "Hey, this is the next fried thing. Let's do, let's do this." Yeah. Well, right. we canceled it right. this year, so who knows? So I just want to say on the record that if you mm-hmm. pick rolls, and and I'm I'm looking at you, West Virginia, uh, Missouri. New Mexico, South Dakota, Idaho, and uh, uh, Oregon. I'm looking at you guys. If you picked rolls, that's basically like saying, what's your bre- favorite breakfast food? Toast. Like, come on. Like, rolls are going to be around, but yeah. are they the thing that you live for? Well, 
Ma- a lot of mashed potatoes. The rolls, there. A lot the of rolls you're eating in Oregon have cocaine or hallucinogenic mushrooms in them, so they're they fancy <laughs> they, they fancy them up. There now, <laughs> just get yourself fucked up. That's fine. Uh, here's one that surprises me. Uh, in uh, uh, Alaska, hash brown yeah. casserole. It's fine. It's good. Know what that is. Yeah. Is it? I've never had a hash. I've had hash browns, but what do you put on uh, it? I think it generally has like some cheese, some cheese, or um, yeah. Uh, yeah. At Perkins, they call those yeah. cheesy hash yeah. browns. Do, do they? I don't know if this means anything. <laughs> I don't know if this means anything. I don't, I'm not trying to cast aspersions. On any of these states, Paul, I'm just asking a question. In Arkansas, they prefer white gravy, but in Colorado, they prefer brown gravy. You think that's like some uh, systematic racism, or I am not casting any aspersions. This is yeah. a holiday take. I just, I'm just saying, in one state, white gravy; in another state. Brown gravy. Yeah. I know at Thanksgiving, uh, isn't turkey gravy usually brown? Uh, it has little giblets in know, it. it. Yeah, yeah. Brownish. Yeah, yeah. I think of it as brown gravy. So, white gravy you'd have to go out of your way to make. I think that's that's more of a flour yeah. gravy that you would have with um, sausage yeah. and biscuits or yeah, yeah. I don't know what's going on yeah. there. We get the Steak gravy, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Well, now here's the one. Oh, by the way, uh, Kansas, which I don't, I, I didn't know that they had the internet there, but in Kansas, the number one thing is cream corn. Uh, which again is fine. Mm-hmm. But this, this, there's one state here that's an outlier. There's two states that are an outlier that I want to touch on before we move on to the next thing. One, New Hampshire, uh, cranberry sauce. Yeah. That, that's fine. Uh, I prefer, here's the debate. You prefer the homemade actual cranberries with walnuts and marshmallows. My mom goes to great lengths to make cranberry sauce every year. And um, I think I think it'll be okay. You know, I think I prefer the jelly that comes from the cans. Uh, it's cranberry you know, jelly. I mean, it, it all comes down to what your family puts the effort into making. Like you, you can make we homemade anything, but we we don't have homemade cranberry stuff, and we don't have homemade um, like mac and cheese. Uh, yeah, we we just have the the dressing well, and the um, the green beans. Yeah. We, we, yeah, my mom's pretty proud yeah. of the cranberry, and she it's beloved by the other family members. I but we always have. Uh, we also have. Uh, I don't know what these things are called, but they're pickles wrapped in cream cheese, wrapped in corned beef. Uh, we have those as like an appetizer, yeah. kind of with like a plate of relishes 
but he, here, so New Hampshire, I have a new respect for New Hampshire because their favorite side dish is cranberry. See, I suspect, I but suspect the, they, they cultivate cranberries. It's a cold weather fruit nearby. Good call. Good call. I know they do in Wisconsin, so that's a good call. Uh, Wisconsin's a Green Bay casserole state, so Green Bay, a Green Bean casserole, excuse me. But we have to ask ourselves, what the fuck is with Maine? Because they're, do you want to take a shot at what their favorite? Uh, like clam chowder or something? No, that, that would make sense. They're from, they're up there, they have clams and lobster, some lobster damn thing. Side salad. Yeah. Yeah, I feel, Side I feel salad. like we've had these, these surveys before. And salad does yeah. show up in like California or Michigan or someplace with liber- Cal- liberals. California got God bless them in California mashed potatoes. Yeah. Uh, so uh, they're they're right in there with the heart of America with uh, <clears throat> Illinois, Minnesota, North Dakota, Wyoming. God. But side salad. Imagine looking forward to that every day, every year. Oh man, turkey was just right this year, nice and moist. Now I can dig into this salad with ranch. Yeah. All right. Uh, moving on. Number item item two. Uh, the. Uh, we talked about this, I think, the last time we podcast that a company called Inspire Brands okay. uh, recently announced a deal to purchase Dunkin', mm-hmm. which used to be called Dunkin' Donuts, but they don't want to be associated with donuts anymore. It's like Curb. So Curb your enthusiasm, Curb. It's just, just tightened yeah. up. Right. Like Friends is now... F- mm-hmm. uh, so... It turns out Inspire Brands, which at the time neither of us had heard Mm -hmm. of, I did a little Wikipedia diving. They own a bunch of other brands of of restaurants. Not Perkins, but like other kinds of restaurants. uh, Including Arby's and Buffalo Wild Wings. And so I took menu items from each one of these. Uh, stores and combine them, and I want—I just want your reaction to some of these flavor combinations that I've come up with—a a yay or an a. Or you—you feel free to laugh. Yeah. All right. You ready? Salt, vinegar, and cinnamon donut. Uh, so Duncan makes donuts. He does the salt vinegar stuff. Arby's. Uh, salt and vinegar. I think that's from like one of the. Oh, uh-huh, yeah. I'm not gonna eat that. No. All right. Uh, vanilla frosted Bismarck with teriyaki filling. Uh, I, I like I like a filled donut, so I I might yeah. take a bite of teriyaki filling. Maybe. Uh, sweet barbecued glazed old fashioned. That's a. That's something from the bar. That's a cocktail. Uh, oh, well, it's kind of an oxymoron because an old fashioned is a plain donut. Old fashioned, not the the cocktail, then. Right. This is a 
sweet barbecues glazed old fashioned. Yeah. So it's really not an old fashioned anymore. That's fine. Uh, you, you know, my local donut place has a donut that has little sprinkles of bacon on top, and it's surprisingly yeah. good. So I'd probably give that a chance. Right on. How about Parmesan garlic bear claw? Yeah, these, these are all like just types of donuts. Yes. Um, where, where's the wing that has like um, um, chocolate sprinkles on it or something? It's it's all donut based things, or the or the the roast beef sandwich that has uh, Bismarck filling in it. Yeah, where, where were you when I was writing the fucking jokes? I'm just saying you've you've heavily skewed donut here. You're not respecting the other brand profiles. Well, Dunkin' is the one that needs to raise to the level of the Inspire brand, not the other way around. I mean, it could be that Dunkin' is the lead brand, so they they like uh, are in charge of things, just like uh, my current business that was bought out. So the the new business gets to decide things. All right, the, how about this? to the to the, happy now? to the winner goes the spoils. Yeah, I, I, uh, let's try this. Uh, double chocolate smoky uh, uh, corn to be. Yeah, that's a sandwich. I'm going to eat that. Sure. <laughs> yeah, happy with I that. I am. Uh, this, this, Mark- this reminds me, by the way, this matchup. I, I mean, we're, we're going to eventually talk about the TikTok. But one of the trending TikTok things is, I'm at the Pizza Hut. I'm at the Taco Bell. I'm at the combination Pizza Hut and Taco Bell. S- something like that. So that, so they've done the same thing here. This Inspire brand. Yeah. Uh, the the grossest. There, uh-huh. There's a new restaurant in town that I thought we've talked about informally called uh, Abaneros. It's a Mexican place. Okay. It's up by my favorite barbecue joint on Forest Avenue. Uh, sponsorships available, but um, they uh, they um, uh, went into a space that was once a KFC Taco Bell, mm-hmm. and that was a gross combination because KFC is gross no matter where it is. <laughs> but uh, okay. but uh, the worst combo restaurant I've ever heard of, which we have one here in Des Moines, is A&W and Long John Silver's. That does sound weird. It's just, part of it is there's nothing grosser than Long John Silver's. Like, you have a different, you have a different one in the South. I can't remember what it's called. But it's basically the same thing. Well, I like A&W floats. But sure. but I feel like I would eat a have a float with, I mean of course they have hamburgers don't they A and W they do so I, I would have yeah. it with you know other types of sandwiches like a but you, you're not saying you want to float with your hush puppies and uh, fish plank I, I'd have a float with maybe like a Chick fil A sandwich I mean I'd go okay yeah. I'm just trying to think of things. I would pair. I don't know this to be a fact, but I think A and W has a chicken sandwich. Yeah, I just don't yeah. know what the Long John Silver's is doing there. I, I think they're just <laughs> hanging on for dear life. Like, please eat, eat our know, food. You know, Brent, uh, the the genius physicist, sure. 
that were we were room or we were college mates with Brent uh, had a theory that a Long John Silver's was never more than a block and a half away from an oil change place because that's where they got their oil. See, that's, uh, yeah, what? Well, see, he's stolen a joke from K- the Kentucky Fried movie. Where the oh, where the he? Kentucky Fried uh, 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 packaging led all this oil. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know if you saw that movie, but they they made the same joke. I have joke. seen it multiple times. I I'm, I all I remember is uh, the quality of uh, Bill Bixby's acting, which was good. Uh, so, uh, I mean, should we finish this up, or have, have we got all we can get out? Of I think we've squeezed all the oil, the renewable energy we could out of this uh, this take. Wait, how about jam and jalapeno blueberry glazed donut holes? Sure. How about uh, chocolate French dip coffee? Uh, Caribbean jerk glazed Dunkin' Spit. I was waiting for the Caribbean jerk because that. Yeah. I, I feel I feel like uh, you don't get the Caribbean jerk introduced into a lot of things. Right. First of all, the word the words Caribbean jerk are funny on their own. It is. So, all right, we're done with that. That was a failure. Didn't didn't laugh once. That's fine. Uh, all right, this number three thing. This is our sports. Wait a minute, no. Sp- uh, our potpourri. Number three is be- number three is beverage of the week. Oh, um, which which I'm I'm consuming right now. Uh, the, Alcoholic the, beverage. The, can, the, can I go first? I have one. All right. All right. Uh, I I like this served in a frosted glass, uh, a cold glass, uh, Miller Lite, uh, Tall Boy uh, can. Uh, if you if you want to garnish it, put a little uh, square napkin under it, <laughs> uh, so the water doesn't leave spot on your table. Sure, that's uh, that's what I've got. What what do you got? Uh... Well, there's some history behind this. I uh, yeah. I, I love the Fever Tree tonic waters, and Fever Tree and they've tonic waters. You, let me ask you something: Would you drink the tea, Fever Tree tonic water without alcohol? Just take a shot of that in the morning, um, clean the teeth off. I probably some of these, some of them probably do taste reasonably good by themselves or like a mocktail it's not even alcohol yeah. you could add it to some sprite or something or fruit juice i mean they are it's all it's a high quality product they i think they take pride in the components that go into it by the way fever tree sponsorships available most of these i don't know do you, do you think that last bit blew our chances with duncan arby's and uh that we like other uh, foods buffalo Duncan Arby's and uh, Buffalo Wild Wings, you know, I think that bit blew our chances for a sponsor from Inspire Brands. Well, I, I think Long John Silver's will, would 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 hire us because they, it's like, look, we need to sell this stuff. I'm just I'm just trying to get Joe's Wine Dive. Yeah, I'm just trying to get them to offer. Uh, I'll take their money. I'll do it. Fine, that's fine. Uh, Paul, the 
Paul and I both hate Joe's Wine Dive because if you're a dive, you don't put it in your fucking title. Right. That's something you, the customer, say. You don't say that right. as the as the establishment. You just, have, you, just like, you just have Joe's Wine and people are like, oh, this fucking place is a dive. You don't put it in your title. Then you're just then you're just fronting. Yeah, you need you need you need you need metal bars in front to say that uh, it's a bad neighborhood. Uh, there, there needs to be at least one assault call a week before I'll consider you a dive. Yeah, if the Times Delphic talks about you know uh, a crime that happened there in between stories about electrocuted squirrels, then then maybe it's a dive. <laughs> Man, Paul has been punching me in the balls on that electrocuted squirrel story for 30 fucking years. It was a good story at the time. It was. Still a good story. The story for our listeners is one day, uh, several years ago, we lost power on campus for a not inconsiderable amount of time during the middle of the day. And it turned out that a squirrel... Had we don't know if the squirrel committed suicide, or if the squirrel was just, you know, in a place that it shouldn't have been. But anyway, it electrocuted itself and blew a transformer, and that was the cause of the outage. Uh, and I, uh, I wrote the story, and the lead was uh, a squirrel put daily life on hold. At Drake University, I, I thought there were more than one squirrel story. I thought it was like every it's, week, it's every like two Florida, weeks. I, I, uh, it's not like fluoridation, uh, my friend. Uh, fluoridation was came into my life more than squirrels, but well, anyway, your, your drink, Fever Tree Tonic, does it have a special? Uh, a special what what flavor of fever tree? Well, they they put these out um, seasonally. The tonic waters, uh, they go well with this is, with gin. This is an autum, autumnal tonic water. Well, they they put out these tonic waters that go well with gin. Mm-hmm. But I bought these things that actually aren't tonic waters; they're sparkling waters. And they don't go well with gin, so it's like, oh, well, I have these wonderful Fever Tree products, but they just don't pair with gin. How, how am I going to consume these? And apparently you can make something called a Paloma, which takes the sparkling water, which is a grapefruit sparkling water, and combines with um, either vodka or mezcal. So the, the ones I've been drinking here the last couple of days are... are, are uh, tequila and uh, they're much like a gin in the sense that they're very satisfying they kind of have a, kind of have a bitter satisfying a, a bitter taste which you wouldn't think you'd, you'd like but it's very uh, uh, filling or satisfying taste uh, so I recommend it it's very simple it's just uh, much like gin and tonic three parts uh, the uh, the filler it's sparkling water in this case. Yeah, a grapefruit flavor and uh, and whatever a mezcal or a, a tequila and ice. So you're telling me you put 
you put mescaline in your uh, whatever. I don't know what mezcal is. I think it's a variety that of, of liqueur that tastes like a, a tequila, which is based off the agave uh, juice from the uh, the cactus plant or so, some type of a root desert root plant of the. Here's what I love about Paul's weekly of the American Southwest. I'm speaking to the mm-hmm. listeners. We've gone from a man uh, who who rarely drank when we were in college. I don't think I ever drank. He drank some. Uh, well, you drank the night we went to the relay together, but I guess you were out of college. Right. See, I was out of college at uh, that point. Uh, right. We're talking about the, the, the biggest vice Paul had in college was Tech. Yeah, that, that almost flunked uh, me out that first semester. So... Uh, it didn't flunk you out, it got you like a B minus, yeah. you know. And uh, but anyway, uh, Paul's biggest vice in college was Tetris. Now, after being in the workforce for 25 years, yeah. he's a hard bitten alcoholic, uh, work, working, you know, and like he's telling me about where the juices come from of cactuses, shit. you know, would not have seen this coming. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Uh, but but accounting is a killer. It does. It's a de- it's a deadly killer. But you know what else is a killer? All other jobs. There's no hope, children. Yeah. Enjoy your childhood because that's the only fun you're ever going to have. My boss was like, "Oh, um, you know, I know you're stressing out. I uh, you know, I hope things aren't driving you to drink." It's like, "Yeah, I'm already drinking," and he laughed. It's like, "Well, I guess that's funny, but uh, you know, if you were really concerned, you would, um, you know." like staff things appropriately. Yeah. Uh, but, but you know, it, it sounds like a, a complaint against him, but I, I think it's just society at large. We've, next, we've given next up. Time he says that you just, next time he says that you just open up the drawer and you bring out the bottle. You want one? You want to hit right now? Just, I, got, just, I got some Kentucky fire here. Let's go. Come on. Or, Come on, big boy. You want to talk? You want to talk? Or, or just take a pen knife and open a vein, and it'll, you know, life has no meaning. Yeah. <laughs> what but I would that, do—that's my what, five. What I would, do, I would go, I would go full deer hunter. On it. You get a bottle out, two glasses, and a revolver with a bullet. One bullet, just spin it, spin it around. You want to, you want to play? Because I do every day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Every time somebody comes to my office, ask me a fucking question. This comes out. Yeah. All right. Maybe it's you, maybe it's me. We'll never know. We'll never know. Will we? Will we? Huh? But have another drink. But this Paloma keeps me in a in a in a smooth yeah. state of mind to, to not what it, not play what it does is Russian put, roulette. What it right? What it does is put you in a coma so you can watch British uh, uh, British police dramas until nine p.m. and then go to bed like you're eighty-seven. All right. No, that we got more out of the drink of the week than I expected. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I think when we start getting to the drink of the week, we start scratching at that. Sad. So we got a lot out of the drink thing. Uh, more than I expected. Here I am. You're coming in faint so far, Dan. We got a lot out of the drink thing. Yeah, and? More than I expected. Yeah, I'm here. I'm not. Oh, I'm not hearing uh, 
you're 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 coming in thready. Uh, a, low, a low volume. I don't know what to do for you, Paul. What, let me adjust the mic here. Is this better? Not not yet. Is this better? No, no. I don't know what to do. Everything was fine. Well, something went wrong. Uh, son of a bitch. You can't hear me at all. I'm Everybody. just saying you're not coming in very loud at all. You're saying I'm faint. Yes. Uh, that's that's better. Whatever you just did. This right here. This is better. Yes. Right this is better. All right. It is. Think. All right. That's all I can do. Well, good. All right. Number four. Uh, I have. Uh, well, we're going to do a little TV talk. Cool. Uh, you you have penciled in Grey's Anatomy here. I only have one thing to say about Grey's Anatomy. It's not current, but you're on the current thing, so go. Um, there's a new season. I don't know how long it's been on the air. It feels like forever. Right. But but this season there there's going to be a focus on the COVID. So it's pulled from the headlines. Golly. It, and what's funny is like you know they have this steamy guy mm-hmm. and it's like oh that's, he's so steamy and it's like well is that is that good i mean he could have the COVID. that's why he's <laughs> sweating you know he's just, just uh, uh he's having trouble breathing you know are you infatuated yeah. with him no that's COVID. yeah uh, there's a bit dreamy uh you know where you're well, dreaming because you're in the hospital bed you know within the COVID wing i like i don't know where these these uh, these crossovers come from. It doesn't feel very romantic, but uh, I, well, you know, I, I, I trust the wordsmith that uh, pins this masterpiece to, to pull it off. I'm glad that you, you started with steak because uh-huh. I think I think McDreamy's character was killed a couple of seasons ago. Oh, yeah. And McSteamy left several seasons ago. Is there anyone the left? Only, Is there mac the and only cheese? Thing that I or... wanted to... No, there may be there may be some salad. Some side salad. Yeah. Uh, Ellen Pompano is still on the show. She's the lead character, Meredith Grey. Well, what, what about our grandchildren? Because she's got to be in her yeah. 80s by for, now. For a woman who's not very attractive, she's led this show for a long time. Probably yeah. the longest lead of a show that's not attractive since Alice from Alice's Diamond. Yeah. Uh, the only thing I wanted to say about that is I really miss. Catherine Heigl's breasts. I don't miss sure. Catherine Heigl or her character, but she was she was a shapely woman, and now she's I, dead. She was. She's not dead. Dead. I think she's alive. Her career may be dead. The other TV thing I wanted to talk about was the Unicorn season premiere. And uh, I will do this even though I'm opposed to it. Spoiler alert: If you haven't seen it yet, have you seen it? So, so it has already aired. Yeah, it aired last week. Aired uh, I missed. I missed it then. Oh well, you can get it off the free website. Oh yeah. See, the, the premiere will be on the website. Sure, sure. I won't. Uh, if you have not seen it, I'm going to back off my take. The only thing I was going to say, this is this is a safe take. I don't like sitcoms, and I don't like romantic comedies. And this show somehow has hooked me despite the fact that I don't like either of those things and all of the bullshit contrivance and contra- contrivances that go into 
those kinds of things. And there's a moment in this show that exudes uh, a level of warmth from me that I thought uh, a show like this couldn't do. So I, I recommend the show highly. Yeah. Well, all right. I'll, I'll certainly uh, aim, aim to catch up on this uh, new season. Good. Uh, it's worthwhile. Uh, was the skunk incident in the last season or this season? That was like the cliffhanger. He, he, oh, um, yeah. he meets this person. They have an encounter. It's like, oh, we really hit it off, but I don't know her number or yeah. how to find her. This episode is like a 1950s rom-com with all kinds of uh, almost four-door farce uh, material. Yeah. Uh, in it that uh, it, it, I really I really took to it's, it's him yeah. her. What, what I'll say about the unicorn uh, is it feels like the the plots could be fifties, but it has a very modern sense of like uh, all they're all in the backyard around one of those fire pits. Mm-hmm. You know, all, all their little hobbies are uh, very millennial. Uh, Right, they're always calling somebody's kids to somebody's game. Uh, <laughs> but they talk, what they I like talk about, about taking the Uber. Is, yeah. What, what I like about the show, too, is that the kids are not like, uh, they're not perfect. Like, they're kind of assholes sometimes. Mm-hmm. But kids are kind of assholes sometimes. Just like other people. And, right. Uh, and I like the neighbors are sort of annoying, but they're not con- you know, like, cartoonishly annoying they're just they mean well but they don't always know what they're doing uh so i I, it's they seem like a realistic group of friends who happen to live in the same neighborhood and they have kids who are about the same age and that's how friend groups form is based is based on kids people who have kids around the same age in the same neighborhood so it it works in all it's, it shouldn't work for me because it's a romantic comedy, but it does, and I'm fine with it. I mean, you were the one who pointed it out, so credit where sure, credit is. Sure. All right, num- number five, we're doing our sports take, our power sports That's take. That's a medley. Uh, yeah. Here, here's the thing. I was looking forward to two college football games this week, uh, Iowa State uh, against whoever they were playing and Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. And they're both next week. Yeah. So my whole Saturday was adrift because Iowa had played and beaten the Golden Gophers on Friday. Right. Uh, and so I have no takes related to college football. Well, I, I have takes. Uh, so, th- yeah. Well, I'll sit quiet. So these premier games are next week. But they were listed uh, on the ESPN as, as, as an event, but it's next week. So that. That's dirty pool. Uh, soccer didn't happen this week. Club soccer. It was an international weekend, so that was another dud. the The lead yeah. game when I kind of checked the ESPN site was number thirteen, Wisconsin versus Michigan. Mich- Michigan's one and two. Yeah, Michigan's terrible. So the, it could be the end for Harbaugh. The only good part of that game was that Harbaugh's in trouble. Uh, yeah. But the confusing thing is. Wisconsin was number thirteen, and the record was one and zero. Like, how do you how do you get to be 
a top fifteen team. I think they had having a, played one game. I think, yeah, I think they had a COVID cancellation. Right. I'm I'm just saying that this is like a, a sign of things going askew. The other yeah. sign was that Liberty University. Yeah. Uh, and I don't even, I don't even know what conference they're in, but they're they're the twenty second ranked team in the country. Sure. Um. That was that was the entirety of my football take. But I have other takes in the uh, sports area. Right. So let's move from there. Uh, we both wanted to talk about the Miami Marlins for different reasons. Uh, my reason was mm-hmm. Don Mattingly, my childhood Yankee hero, mm-hmm. uh, was named a- or NL Manager of the Year for getting the Marlins into the playoffs uh, with, like, a bunch of uh, Sandlot players. I I didn't realize that he was their manager. Yeah, yeah. The uh, the Yankees thought he wasn't smart enough to run the Yankees, mm-hmm. so he since run the Dodgers and now the Marlins. Yeah. And I think when we get done with this Aaron Boone experiment, he might be a good. Maybe they'll rethink this uh, fuckery. But Aaron Aaron Boone, the astrophysicist who's smarter than than Don Manningly. I just. I've just had enough of Aaron Boone and his he's he's a good TV personality, but I don't I don't know. I mean, every year it's the same thing with Aaron Boone. It's like, well, we're we're fucking savages in the box. Yeah, and you're uh, fucking out every year in the playoffs. So uh, I don't really give a shit that you have guys who have exit velocities comparable to. Uh, a Saturn V rocket. Yeah. What I care about is can you win when it counts, and you can't. And if that means you got to trade Aaron Judge and some of these happy ass swing or nothing, all, hit all home run or nothing yeah. uh, players for guys who can field, yeah. for guys who can stay healthy, then I guess you got to do that. Yeah, the, the Yankees appear to have forgotten the golden teams of the '90s that were just on on base savages. If that's a word, yeah, they they took uh, they took more pitches than any team in the league. Uh, got a lot of walks, you know. Right. I think the year, I think the year that the Yankees won, they they had players that wouldn't necessarily get on base, but you'd have like o- O'Neill. Maybe he didn't get a walk, but he'd like foul off eight pitches in a row, right. and you'd get into your middle relief and and yeah. and then just score a bunch of runs against them. Uh, well, the the Yankees. Uh, well, I think when they won in '96, their home run leader was 29. Yeah, Bernie Williams. Yeah. Uh, so, anyway, that's that's a billion years ago. But you wanted to talk about the Marlins for a different reason. Uh, they hired Kim Ung or Ng. The uh, last name is Ng. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first female uh, baseball GM. Yeah, I feel like she's it, a name that's been her Knox last name. No, it was Knox N G O C. Oh, her first name was something else. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I feel like her name has has been a name that's uh, floated around in baseball. Like maybe she was someone who was like uh, an insider's choice to be a hot name, yeah. and, and it just hasn't happened till today. Sure. Uh, so good, you know, good on Kim. Yeah. Uh, that, that's all I had on that story. 
Uh, you know, this is a lot of NBA teams have assistant coaches that are female. Yeah. Uh, I know the Giants at least have and football. Uh, not the Giants. The 49ers have a, a female football coach, uh, yeah. assistant coach. I don't think that there's any reason why women uh, shouldn't coach or can't coach. I don't have any of those notions. Uh, you know, I, I still believe that baseball is the only pro sport that a woman might have a chance competing at with men uh, as a pitcher because there's a lot of ways to be a successful pitcher. Uh and if if you got uh, you know a really good knuckleball or you know uh, you may have some kind of wind up that gets you a weird fastball or something. There's a lot of ways to be a six. I don't know about hitting, uh, but uh, that's the one sport that I because I, I don't like. Obviously, I don't think that women, as they are genetically comprom- comprised today, and I'm not saying like 20 years from now there's not some a uh, 300-pound woman who couldn't play linebacker, but as as I see them today, I don't think I don't I don't think so. But baseball, I'm always like, yeah, you could get a crafty pitcher in there, you know. A, a woman uh, who's raised on a diet of Arby's-inspired Dunkin' Donuts could be uh, sure, sure, able to play uh, with the big boys. Buff- Buffalo Wild Wings, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. See, see, see okay. what I did there. You, you thought uh, I wasn't listening to that uh, insight food bit. You just didn't think it was funny. I didn't think it was, I knew you were listening. Uh, so, uh, <clears throat> one more sports. Oh, two more sports. Uh, Freddie Freeman, your boy from the Atlanta Braves, uh, National League MVP. Yeah. Uh, it was the White Sox first baseman, whose name I'm forgetting. Uh, was the AL MVP. Uh, Fr- Freddie Freeman, all I wanted to say about him is I think he has the perfect baseball name. Hey, he's got three things going for him. Good good name. Yeah. Good player. Hit, hits for power. And, yeah. and he's the only recognizable player on the Braves who had a very good right. team. All, all their other players are pretty young. Good players, but just not... Not around long enough to get name recognition. I, I feel like in every meaningful way, he's in, he's in, he's uh, taken the mantle from Chipper Jones, who also had a great baseball he did. game. Uh, so, I, I like Freddie Freeman, mm-hmm. uh, and I'm not a Braves fan, but I like F- Freddie Freeman. Uh, our last potpourri sports take, Tony Larusa. Yeah, he. Uh, yeah. He he was hired by the White Sox, and I, I guess had a DUI just recently after that. And there was no he he had had a uh, DUI right before he got oh, hired. Uh-huh. My my guess is that he found out he was going to get hired, went out and tipped a few, mm-hmm. and then got uh, pinched for DUI. This is not his first DUI. I know he got one when he was in St. Louis. <laughs> Because I was there when it happened, um, and here's the thing about Tony Larusa: the guy is really arrogant, mm-hmm. but part of that is earned because he's 
the most winning baseball manager Damn. that we've seen since John McGraw, and none of us ever saw John McGraw. Uh, and then, and he went, he won two with the Cardinals, one with the A's. He's a Hall of Famer. He, he's deservedly so. He was an early adopter of metrics uh, and bullpen specialization. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, but he's an asshole, too. And this is the asshole part of him that makes me not like him, even for all the things that he does that I do like. Like, it's sort of just like, well, I'm not going to talk about it. Well, I don't know. I mean, I think that's one of those things, like, you have to say, look, I screwed up because you're rich enough, Tony LaRusa, that if you've had a few, just have a guy drive you home and then have another guy go get your car. Like, there's no reason why this, ha- like you and me, you know, like we're drunk, you know, maybe we have enough money to Uber home, but do I, then I got to bother like two friends to to drive me back to my car the next day or whatever. He doesn't have that problem. He's rich. Just, just do, just have a guy drive. A, a lot of people want to work in sports, um, yeah. so it's like, oh, I could, you know, I graduated from the Ivy League. Like that Epstein guy, uh, you know, he could have worked yeah. for Goldman Sachs, but he liked baseball, so he became a baseball exec. You know, the baseball is filled sure. filled with gophers that, that would be happy to do something for the manager. Um, so Tony, Tony LaRusso, um, you don't want to make fun of like mental illness or disease, you know, of addiction, but, but he's arrogant. Um, you still there, Dan? Yeah, I'm here. Uh, he's arrogant. Yeah. And, um, like the genius that he introduced is like, oh, Rick Honeycutt, who pitches, you know, one inning, never more than that. He, like, he made the sport very boring. Yeah. Um, so, if I'm like the Brewers, I'm, I'm going to dress someone up to look like Arusa and, like, yeah. uh, get drunk and the slip and slide into the beer. Or, <laughs> or you know, there's the race with the the, um, the racing kibbasses and well. Italian sausages. You know, you, you have the drunk sausage. That's Larusa. I, I I would just play with that some, uh, so like, even though it's no fun making fun of addiction. But it is Tony Larusa. Like so, like when the when the assuming they travel this much, like when the White Sox uh, fly into D.C. and they have the uh, uh, guys dressed up as president. One of those presidents is Grant. Sure, Grant. Grant's really just hammering hard. Some, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, uh, Grant falls down and throws dugout, offers Tony a shot. Sure, you know, sure. Yeah, that's. Uh, I like that. Uh, I like that a lot. Uh, I was there one more sports thing that I'm forgetting about. That was it. That was that was our uh, potpourri of sports. All right. Well, number six. This comes for you. Masturbating Atlantic journalist. Jeffrey Tubin. Yeah, this this doubles as the zero hedge story of the week. Yeah. Um, this guy was on a Skype call or a Zoom call, and uh, somehow they became aware that he was just handling this domain. And I think uh, we saw it. 
Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, he was let go, so this happened, and uh, and he was fired. I, I feel like this is the next Hayden Christensen journalism project. You know, but I, I say famous, but we may need to explain to people this was the young uh, Darth Vader in the prequels. Hayden uh, Christensen, yeah. Uh, so he he did. Yeah, no the, one's uh, seen him since then. So he he did the broken ceiling or. Broken yeah. ceiling fan. What was the broken glass? What was his other movie? Uh, I think that's it. That's all I know. Of. The broken yeah. skylight. <laughs> where where he was a, a journalist that the broken was, light bulb. The, you know, he. I think I think he was in the video walk walking on broken glass. He was a he was a high flyer, and the stories were yeah. very entertaining. That's because he made up details. Um, so, uh, the other people were also like kind of, uh, hangers on, like they, like someone, uh, covered him, uncovered what he was doing, but they were kind of like trying to make it into a story that was fascinating too. So it was, it's kind of skewered the industry anyway. Uh, so th- this could be a second journalism role playing the, right. the, the masturbating guy and then, his third part could be the next Ben Bradley role that shows up. So ben Bradley Jr. So he'll have to be older, <laughs> although he could be older because we haven't seen this guy in 20 years. Maybe he's old enough to be Ben Bradley now. Jeffrey Tubin is kind of a graying uh, guy. Mm-hmm. I, w- I want to read Tubin's quote. Oh, okay. Uh, I made an embarrassing stupid mistake believing I was off camera I apologize to my mm-hmm. wife family friends and co-workers I believed I was not visible on zoom I thought no one on the zoom call could see me I thought I had muted the zoom video mm-hmm. well he, here's the thing about that like I I understand all of that like I, I do zoom calls for class yeah and I turn my video off because I gotta go take it down I turn my I mute my mic and I mute my uh, video and then I walk out of the room and do my business and come back mm-hmm. I just I don't know what he was looking at I want to know what he was doing that, that thought because this as, it, as it's described here on Vice yeah. uh, it, this was a call uh, was an election simulation so, so it was like Ivanka Trump or the no, Mrs. Trump on the no, no it wasn't anybody image. It wasn't any like of any of those people. It was other New Yorker journalists. He wasn't interviewing Scarlett Johansson on some uh, liberal uh, cause she was into. No, see that's yeah. that's the thing. Like it, I, I don't know Jane Mayer, but they were they were other New Yorker journalists playing Democrats and Republicans <laughs> in playing them. Yeah, in an election simulation. Oh. And producers from the New Yorker and WNYC. I, I just How do you sim- simulate like something weird happening like Trump refusing to exit the office or like uh I assume what happens? I can only assume Tubin was uh simulating Trump uh with his daughter in the room. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. 
Best of luck to him. He writes for the. He writes for the. Uh, he, he's a good writer. He wrote for oh, good. Uh, the Rolling Stones. I have no defense for him. That's gross. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's no reason why anyone would do that. Uh, this is uh, our segment TikTok of the week. You have one. Um. Yeah. Yeah. TikTok is one of those things I never thought I would embrace, but uh, you have really embraced. I've, I, I've enjoyed it. I've gone down the the rabbit hole. It's it's like, you know, back when I fell down the the, the Tetris yeah. rabbit hole in, in college, and the whole semesters disappeared. It's that that's me in the TikTok now. Yeah. Uh, th- this week's thing I didn't think I would ever be into is I don't, I don't think people believe old. this. I don't think people believe that a person could become so addicted to Tetris that their grades suffer. But you have to understand. In our day, video games were hard to come by. Like you had to have hundreds of dollars for a system, yeah, uh, and you know, tens of more dollars for a game. Uh, uh, Drake at the time, their big marketing campaign was the Mac in the room. Like the yeah. idea of every student having a computer right. was uh, cutting edge. It so, was. It so was. to have a computer that you could play Tetris on. Was yeah. not only unheard of, but uh, th- threatening to, threatening the one's GPA. Yeah. Um, so this week, uh, things TikTok revealed to me that I would not have imagined would be uh, a breath of fresh air in uncertain times is yeah. uh, videos which contain both uh, pictures and the words of Macho mm-hmm. Man Randy Savage. From the 80s, I was never into wrestling as a child. But these clips are very fun. The channel's called Cream of the Crop, which is signature bit as having this one thimble of cream that he uses as a visual prop as he talks about rising rising to the top of, mm-hmm. of the wrestling game. And he, he puts a little creamer on top of his head. That's it, a bandana yeah. uh, thing on his head. What are those things called? I believe they're called do rag. Yeah, his do rag had a little creamer on top of it. Uh, Rando Randy Macho Man Savage, who died several years ago, yeah, from uh, what everyone believes to be effects of that lifestyle. Uh, he was one of the great heels. Mm-hmm. In the Hulk Hogan era of yeah. the WWE, uh, I think he was truly a nice guy. Like, uh, I mean, as much as you can be a nice guy in that coked out, yeah. steroided up kind of thing. But uh, he's been another clip from him had been making the rounds, sort of talking about falling on tough times yeah. and having to get back up again. Maybe you sent it to me, probably. Where you're like, this is how you answer being fired. Uh, where he gives kind of a motivational speech. Yeah, it's actually kind of uh, heart uh, touching. Yeah. My my TikTok of the week is, I think the name of the account is that funny Asian guy. Oh. And I don't know the guy's name, but his his comic comedy bits keep coming up on. Yeah. Uh, on here and there and the, and he does play a little bit off he's asian he plays off of that uh so he's like uh is it is it him talking to his father 
Yeah. Yeah, those yeah. are funny. Yeah, he, the one I remember was uh, his father wanted him to be a doctor or mm-hmm. scientist or something, and uh, he, he's like, well, Dad, we're in the United States now. Like, you you know, you, you follow your dreams. I want to be a stand-up comedy. Like, the, that's how things are done. You, you do you yeah. do what you love. And he's like, father's like, no. Doing what you love makes you homeless. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I, I, all that, the... that felt particularly mm-hmm. acute. Yeah. The Asian father felt particularly cute in my particular situation. Sure. What, so. what what I like about TikTok is there's a lot of familiar beats across videos. So this yeah. guy, it's like the he's always saying something to the father that's disappointing, and the father's like, mm-hmm. "The hell you say!" There's always like the signature response, apart right. from whatever else is going on. Uh, I'll say this about the TikTok. Um, yeah. You know, it should be like, oh, here's a virtual tour of the Louvre Museum, you know, appreciating the great masters. And instead, it's that like, never, that was never going to Instead, happen. it's like Asian comedians kind of making fun of their own race or macho man yeah. from the 80s, you know, talking about creamers. Uh, well, uh, here's what I'll say about TikTok it's the only form of social media. That has yet to piss me off. Yeah, that's surprising. Good job, TikTok. Uh, well, I think their algorithm is really good. Like you pick something you like, and you hit a hit the love button, and they think, "All right, we'll send them some more." You know, cats doing crazy shit. That's fine. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> so uh, num- number eight this week in comics, we both have a take here. Um. You, you, you're in the comics, and it's something that I've kind of embraced as a hobby. You're a dabbler. Yeah, it's something to break up the week. Sure, it's a, it's a good, it's a good thing to be like, yeah, this this week's going crappy. It's it's yeah. noontime Wednesday. I can break up the week and look at the covers, get a couple things, maybe read it. It's uh, uh, so just a little coffee cup of uh, something entertaining. Um, so it's all it's all new territory for me. Uh, so I got a Taskmaster, Taskmaster One, which is some kind of revival in the Marvel universe. And uh, right. you described it in glowing terms, like he's an assassin. He trains other people. He can copy sure. stuff. He's kind of a badass. And I start reading. It's like <clears throat> uh, he's falling on hard times. So to make the this month's rent, he's playing golf. And uh, he uses his skills to like copy other great golfers, and it's like, no, oh, this is. Is he, is he is he wearing the Taskmaster gear while golfing? I think. Well, he's got. He looks like he's got a skull, and he's got the robes on. Yeah. Oh, okay. He's not wearing a kilt or, um, a, you know. No, I just meant that, that. That makes it slightly funny. A KPMG hat, you know, all these golfers yeah. wear. Right. Uh, marketing gear for the most boring companies he's he's not no, doing that no nike that no Titleist. no, no. so the, you you had a you had a comic steak uh, well you didn't like that comic you were disappointed in it you i like the concept of this guy but the comic itself yeah. was uh i was looking for gritty even though uh yeah. maybe not a time for gritty but it was cheesy uh, well, 
you know, you win some, you lose mm-hmm. some. Uh, every time you put a bill in the machine doesn't mean you're going to get four quarters. Yeah, the cream did not rise to the top with well, Taskmaster. If it had starred Randy Savage, it, it would have. Yeah, yeah. Um, my my uh, Paul is more of a single issue guy, mm-hmm. uh, and I'm a, more of a trade paperback guy that collects five or six issues, usually like one chapter of a longer storyline. I just kind of I, I got I collected single issues for years, but you end up with things that take up a lot of space in your house and you never bring them out but with trade paperbacks you just put them on the shelf like a book mm-hmm. and then you're like oh i like this uh, i'll read this again and there are several books like that that i do although if i moved i could easily trim that down to about two boxes worth of those and let the rest go but one comic that has consistently been entertaining to me since like 2014 is Star Wars which the, the rights had reverted back to Marvel when Disney bought um, Disney bought Star Wars from Lucasfilm yeah. the comics were being made by rival Dark Horse Their, Dark Horse's contract expired and then Disney uh, started putting out new Star Wars comics that were set in between the Star Wars, first Star Wars, and The Empire Strikes Back. And those were, and that went on for uh, five years. And every week, every time one of these trade paperbacks come out, it was better than the last one, or it did something great, or did something new. And they were all better than the movies that were being put out by Disney. Yeah. Which always it was always like, why don't you talk to these guys who are writing these comics that are like number two and number one on the bestseller lists instead of the people who are writing these horseshit movies? But anyway, there was a new Star Wars volume called uh, Destiny's Path, I mm-hmm. think. This this starts a new chapter where there are the stories take place between. Uh, the end of Empire Strikes Back and the beginning of Return of the Jedi. And this book, I I got it on Wednesday. I just finished it today. And uh, I loved every page. Uh, it, it starts off right after Luke gets his hand cut oh. off. And, they're, and they're, they've escaped the Imperial blockade at Bespin. And so, like, Luke is traumatized. He's, like, in shock. He's not saying anything. And Lando and Chewie and Leia are yelling, aboard the Millennium Falcon. Uh, and then they end up coming out of hyperspace, and the Empire is right up the ass of the uh, Rebel fleet where they were hiding. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's it's just, it's a, it's a ride ever since. It, they do such a good job with the characters, that you're like, oh, that feels exactly the way that that felt when I was watching the movie. Yeah. That's how those guys felt. Uh, they do uh, such a great job with the art that it's almost, it's not photorealistic per se, but it's like, this is what these guys look like. The, the, they don't, the likeness art is really well done. Uh, and they do things smart. Like there are bad guys, but like not every issue has Darth Vader. They they bring in other challenges. 
and it, it's fun to watch. It's just fun to read. Uh, and it it scratches that Star Wars yeah. itch better than anything except the Mandalorian. Well, I go to the comic shop and I'll look down and there'll be four or five different Star Wars themed things going on yeah. at any one time. I'll, I'll, I'll need to Google this and try and like go back to the beginning or find some trades like you're mentioning. Uh, yeah. The very the very first one, Star uh, Skywalker Strikes, I think yeah. that takes that, that was the, I remember the first issue of that when I got it. It was so much fun, like uh, Han Solo and Princess Leia steal an Adat. Oh, <laughs> like Chewbacca tries to assassinate Darth Vader. Uh, it's 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 a lot of fun. Speaking of uh, the Star Wars universe, uh, yeah, Adam Driver had a part. Mm-hmm. Remember him? From, yeah, uh, I think he's a good. Act- he's like Hayden Christensen. He's probably a good actor. It's just he was in a shitty part. Well, he was he was in the girls show. I think that was his break. Oh, I didn't know that. Well, uh, I'm just, I'm not a devotee of uh, the, uh, the H. Right. I'm, I I don't mean to like uh, bring bring out heart honey boo boo Adam Driver, but uh, uh, it he. Um, uh, he features. You know, he was a, he was a U.S. Marine. I didn't you know, know that. that. Yeah, he's a yeah. Marine. Interesting guy. He taught he taught drama classes to Marines oh. uh, to help them uh, release their emotional sure. whatever. So they would learn like a Shakespearean scene, and they would they would learn a monologue and give them up. No costumes and none of that bullshit. Mm-hmm. They would just give the monologue, and I guess it was really emotionally uh, successful well, for some of these guys. Well, he so, uh, good for him. He he himself was not in this TikTok video, but there was this guy pretending to be Adam Driver ordering a Starbucks coffee. It's very funny, yeah, because of his distinctive speaking style, the real Adam Driver. Yeah. Uh, so I would I would pin that for any anyone looking for a laugh. That's double dipping on the TikTok of the week. We did that. In that you know, that's, uh, number nine is caffeine. Okay. This is a short take. I put this down here because I've had a lot of trouble staying awake. Mm-hmm. And part of it is depression, uh, which that's just, you know, the times mm-hmm. and the money challenges and the end of the semester stress, uh, unemployment, COVID, all of it. Mm-hmm. But part of it is I've cut back on caffeine. And so if I'm not actively doing something, I fall right to hell to sleep. Like I, like if I put on a show and I blink, I'm done. Mm-hmm. Have you been having any of that lately? Well, uh, we, we had the time shift. And um, th- things have kind of been overwhelming for me, but it's starting to smooth out. So it's like, well, the time, time change happened and I'm not quite under the eight ball. So I'm going to use this as a time to uh, cut back a little bit on caffeine, which when I say cut back, it's like, instead of like a full cup of caffeine and then caffeine throughout the day and then maybe a Dr. Pepper at night, like a half a cup in the morning, 
and everything else fairly similar. E even that very small reduction, uh, it's like I was fading a bit in the afternoon. Uh, so, so it's funny. We, we'd each had our own kind of little bits of, uh, attempts at being good to ourselves. Well, one of the problems with this depression slash caffeine de deprivation sleeping is that I'll sleep a long time, so long that the caffeine will get out of my mm -hmm. system. And then I have a headache yeah. that may, like I'll start drinking just anything to get to get rid of that headache. Caffeine is a powerful drug. Mm -hmm. uh, it's probably one of the reasons why I'll die early, but I don't, I, I do not have the uh, wherewithal to quit it. Like if I quit it, I would lose my mind because the pain from that headache is just extreme. I, well, I, th I think you're like uh, in a big group of the population yeah. with me. I want to, I want to, I, I want to squeeze in a TV take that we missed oh, earlier. Yeah. Before we close here, uh, well, before our last two takes, um, you know, The Mandalorian, the Star Wars show on Disney mm -hmm. Plus, it's back for its second season. And uh, two weeks ago, they had an episode where Mandalorian and the baby Yoda had to, had to transport uh, a frog lady and her jar of unfertilized eggs okay. uh, to another planet. Uh, and one of the running gags on the show was Baby Yoda uh, kept eating the eggs. Oh. Uh, and then they end up crash landing on this planet of spiders, of deadly killer spiders. Yeah. Uh, and whatever, they get out of it then they move on to the next thing. But uh, people on the internet, I, I would have thought in the age of outrage that the one thing that would have been immune to this would have been Baby Yoda. Like, but no, that is not to be the way. Like, people were super, some people were super pissed that Baby Yoda was eating those eggs. Uh, the <laughs> had he been like a vegetarian before that, and no, he'd eaten other frog-like things, mm -hmm. and you know, uh, but uh, the idea of him eating these uh, eggs, like some people were like, because the the frog lady had made it clear that like. If she didn't meet with her husband to have the eggs fertilized mm -hmm. soon, ish, they would, uh, the, like their line would dry die out. So they, she was uh, the, like, some people were like, he he ate those eggs. That's genocide. Yeah. Uh, and then another people were like, I had trouble uh, having my own kids. I had infertility right. issues. Uh, mm -hmm. This this is insensitive. And, you know, you just, you, you kind of, you, you rub your, uh, the, the bridge of your nose and squint yeah. uh, and, and try to understand what in the hell is happening to people in the world. Because, first of all, let us set aside the fact that Baby Yoda is a puppet 
and that all of the things that happen on the show are fiction, which used to be an old school code for fun. Yeah. It's clear because you've never seen Baby Yoda uh, with toast. You've never seen him with any bran, never seen him with any cereals. Baby Yoda has celiac disease, space celiac disease. He's got to live gluten-free, and that's why he's eating this stuff. How dare they? How dare they, Paul? How dare they? Yeah. Um, I would say uh, people are very sensitive about things that affect them. Um, How does Baby Yoda affect you? It doesn't, but like if you had trouble having a kid, or it's like, oh, you're, you have a child, it's like, oh, baby, you're eating this fish egg, is like my, uh, you know, my son being hit by a car. I don't know. Uh, so, so people, people get wrapped up in stuff, even though there's not a firm connection there. You just, you can't but, spend the rest of your life. But it is expecting... it is one of those things like that's that's kind of a you thing and uh, yeah. like the the population as a whole is not at risk like right. even this COVID thing I, it, I understand the um, we need to be safe for ourselves and for other people and uh, uh, every life's precious and uh, and if you don't nip this in the bud, it's just going to spiral out of control because that's how exponential functions work. But on the other hand, it's like, even the number of people that have died in the world of this is a very small fraction of however many billions of people there are. Uh, So everything's kind of in context. So, Well, that's true of wars, too. Like, you know... So if if you're... Right. Like, we... It, things seem dire, but um, we 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 are kind of on a good in a good place as as humanity in the sense that uh, there's much less warfare in current times. Now we've kind of solved a lot of our problems with human longevity, diseases, and you know n- nutrition and all those things. Uh, so so if you're one couple that's having trouble having a baby, that feels very traumatic if you're watching this Mandalorian, but um, like as a human population, we're, we're doing pretty good without your 1.3 kids. And, and this is a, this is like you say, a fictional story. I I just like to point out no actual fish eggs were harmed during the filming of that, that if this frog person were just a frog Mm -hmm. here on planet earth, Mm -hmm. Frogs have natural predators. They do. In the wild. Mm-hmm. And if Baby Yoda uh, lived here on Earth, it would have predators. natural predators in the wild. Well, people are trying to kill him, right? Wasn't that the, the, the whole part of I don't of... know if they're trying to kill him or they want to capture it. I don't oh. really know what the deal oh, is. Okay. It's just supposed to be for fun. Yeah. And... Uh, I think people need to. Uh, I, I am sensitive to grief, and I am sensitive to grief, uh, uh, long-term grief from things that happened a long time ago. I get it. 
I have experienced it. I live with it. The thing is, you have to start to understand at some point that your problem is not everyone else's problem. And as harsh as that sounds, once you realize that you feel this, that doesn't mean that everybody has to feel it with you or that everybody's on the precipice of feeling sad with you. And it's actually a kind of arrogance and foolishness that you would act in such a way that you think the world stops because this sad thing happened to you. It just doesn't. I'm sorry. We all keep moving forward. We have no choice. Uh, Right. Someone can be in pain, uh, but enjoy the Mandalorian. And so they feel good about themselves for the, I don't know how long the episodes last. It's, it's grief porn is what it is. Yeah. It's it's grief porn. It's like, how dare someone... Enjoy themselves with something. They, well, it's just, it, I'm hurting now. No one else can not hurt. No, it's not how it works. I'm sorry that you're in pain. It's just not how it works. We, we keep moving forward. Yeah. I, I Do I miss my dad? He's been dead 30-some years. I do. But if he were alive, he'd be like 102. Mm-hmm. So he wouldn't be having that great of a time anyway. And he might he so, might want you to enjoy this TV show, you know. Yeah, if if you if you had yeah. if you're this woman that lost a child or couldn't have one, your unborn infant would be like, "Hey, look, enjoy yourself." Or uh, say maybe you don't enjoy this show, but maybe let other people enjoy it. I just think my my dad at 102, if he were cognizant, mm-hmm. which who knows living in today's world there'd be a lot of shit that he was either unaware of or didn't have to deal with Mm -hmm. that he would have to deal with now or at least be aware of it would piss him off sure i'm not going to get into what those things are i'm just saying the world changes a lot he's been dead for 30 years uh that's how it goes let's move on uh second to last take here uh is the word time machine. This will be a quickie, but I want to have fun with this. Uh, Merriam-Webster, my favorite website, uh, Merriam-Webster.com, the dictionary site. They have cool word things from time to time. He'd be like 270 years old if he was alive today. Yeah, I assume so. Yeah. Uh, So they had a thing called Word Time Traveler. Okay. And you could find out what words were added to the dictionary uh, the year you were born. All right. So I did a couple of dates that I knew would be significant to us. Uh, 1975, which was the year we were both born. Paul is slightly older. Here, here's This is a pretty big list, so I'm only going to uh, hit a couple of them. Uh, here are some of the words that, uh, arrive, uh, adult onset diabetes. <laughs> okay. That hurts a little bit. The year I was born, they had predicted my future pretty well. Air ball, as in. That, that's, a, that's like air, a, that's like ball. a three throw that, that doesn't catch the rim. Yeah, you just a shot that goes, yeah. 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 Uh, alternative rock, oh. uh. Angel hair pasta. Wow. Uh, ATM. Uh-huh. Uh, BMX, the BMX bike. Okay. 
backwards compatible. There's a lot of computers. Oh, yeah. uh, Brainiac, yeah. in the generic sense, not the Superman villain. Brick and mortar. Uh, <clears throat> let's see. Are, Brown are, dwarf. I don't know what. Are that you is. are you on this website now? I am. I, I want you to go to the, the the year we're freshmen in college, and pull up some. I'm going to. That's that was my next. But, but while you do that, I have a I have a TikTok take. Oh, good. <laughs> You're talking about some kind of dancing, uh, one of those words, alt rock. There's yeah. this account called Elsa Dance, and it's this yeah. woman. She's really into like prog rock and uh, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, I guess I liked one of her things, so she, so her stuff is showing up. Uh, so e- even though I'm not in the prog rock or anything like that, uh, I, I still somehow enjoy her little account because it'll show people dancing really weirdly in little videos, and then she'll try and do the same dance. Uh, you know, not the the choreographed fun little dances TikTok is famed for, but a little awkward. David Bowie style uh, weirdo dances. So, so what? What are some words that were uh, added to the public consciousness as we were watching the Beavis well, and Butthead? Uh, well, I wasn't ready oh, to go there oh, yet, so I'm okay. going ahead with our birth year. G-rated. Okay. Uh, greenhouse gas. Uh, <clears throat> let's see. There were a couple here at the end that I thought. Uh, sleep apnea. Uh, Smash Mouth. Yeah. Sports Bar. Because yeah. um, I still think of a sports bar as kind of a new invention. So, but so 45 years ago, we were all upset about greenhouse gases, and we're still still working on that problem. Uh, probably. Texas Hold'em right. was entered in the yeah. dictionary yeah. that year. Uh, and uh, variable rate mortgage. <laughs> so all of the, yeah. all of the things that destroyed us were entered into the dictionary. Yeah. In the year we were like, we've had so many banking crises and greenhouse gases and <laughs> pompous right. people playing and poker. Tex- yes, exactly. Excuse me, exactly right. Yeah. It's been nothing but. Uh, Joy and happiness since. Uh, let me leap forward real quickly to when we were. Is that 93? In college. Yeah, it would have been 93. Let's see if I can get this thing to operate. You know, it's like Doctor Who, I don't always have control. All right. Alt country, body camera, booty call, click through. What is what's a click through? I don't even know what that is. Uh, that's like if you have a link on your website and you click. That's a click through. Uh, let's see, dissociative identity disorder. DVD. E-commerce, fashionista, game changer, gender confirmation surgery, uh, 
let's see, macaron, uh, mouse potato, robocall. Uh, <clears throat> this, this, yeah, this wet willy, wet willy, wet willy did not get into the dictionary until 1993. Website, mm -hmm. Zetabyte. See, I was gonna say things were going to get better after the 75 list, but none of those things are actually that wonderful either. Well, here's something called Safe Third County Agreement. <laughs> okay. I'm just going to pop over and see if that, uh, an agreement between government stipulating that asylum seekers are required to make a claim asylum in the county where they first arrived we've done away with that we're not no. we're not letting immigrants anywhere there's there's no let's let's do one more let's do uh i don't know if they have them for this. Well, uh no those are all horrible uh pick a year paul um 2010 all right, yeah. How were things ten years ago? Only only three wow. things were entered in the dictionary that year: Arab Spring, filler filter bubble, and Instagram. What's it? That is not a good. So idea. filter bubble is something you'd have on your phone picture or something. Uh, no, that's the problem with society today. The filter bubble. Okay. It's basically. Uh, you are uh, like you're on TikTok and you're only looking at the things that interest oh. you, and you're not exposed to like news sure. or whatever. Everybody has a filter. Like Fox versus CNN or something. Yeah, <laughs> but it's even worse than that. It's like uh, like only crazy right wing conspiracy theories, and then you just go looking for them that affirm. They it plays into your confirmation yeah. bias. So that brings us to our final segment, Paul. This is your segment, but we're on. It's a music segment. It's a, a music segment. We, we of course, on the show, we have no budget. Uh, all of the money that's been spent on the show has been bought by me. Uh, I bought headphones and microphones and uh, website uh, memberships and. Paul uh, Paul occasionally participates when he's not too worn down. Uh, uh, we we had some free music from some share site or what's that called? Right, we One did. One of those things called um, where it's free free use. Uh, I don't know. It's the free music archive, yeah, yeah. I believe. So we we use those for a while, but but we preferred just to do the straight talk it through and forget about segmenting and. Simplify. So we're we're not abandoning music, but it's just us singing with no. these little new new music themed concept uh, pieces. So this week, uh, Storm Iota is hitting. It's, we're we're continuing with the Greek alphabet. Oh. Uh, you know, eventually we're going to run out of those letters. So uh, I've got a couple songs yeah. here. That could introduce some words to us. Uh, so it's like, all right. So it's like, she had a eeny weeny yellow polka dot bikini. 
that she wore the first time today. So so there's, you know, Hurricane Edie. Yeah. Hurricane Weedy. Uh and then and then there's like oh, Anna got a Davida baby. Yeah. There there's some words we can uh we can throw in. That's one of the longest I think it's one of the longest singles ever cut. <laughs> Do you have any other uh uh songs that spring to mind that just have some some nonsense words? Some some iota to throw in that when we get rid of the well, Greek one... letters, you know, we move out of things. Uh one thing I thought about when I think about this, when we are uh, doing uh, these... Uh, well, you've mentioned uh, properties of physics, which I didn't get. Uh, buoyancy was my favorite. I, I, I realized that. But, uh, 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 well, I was searching the Bob Dylan mm-hmm. lyrics, and there are no word with the words iota. Uh uh, I mean, we could. We, I mean, we could have Hurricane Wigwam. Yeah. You know, we all know that. The... So, so it's, it's just like a little. So it's a hurricane, and then there's just some humming, the different little humming sounds. Yeah, that's the. Song. So that'd be good. I think it was in the Big Lebowski. That, that would bring a lot of comfort uh, to people who are like losing their homes or being. Flashed by a storm to have a little bit, little notes of yeah. wigwam. Yeah, I like that. You know, I mean, you could play a beautiful world. It's all twenty twenty with. Uh, <laughs> we saw. Yeah, with the comforting rhythms uh, of wigwam by. Uh, 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 Dylan, you can imagine yourself watching that. Uh, Movie, you know, the guy that did, uh, he's done a bunch of movies. They're all, yeah. they're all the type. Like he did Rushmore and, uh, that, that train movie oh, in India. The guys. And, uh, uh, Bottle Rocket, I think was his first one. Wes, Wes Anderson. Right. Well, he, he did one where it was like this family and, like the one guy was the bomber, uh, bomb B A U M, because it was a little Jewish family, and uh, Gwyneth Paltrow was like some young sex pot person, and uh, some other guy was a little finance guy. Wigwam was in that movie. Uh, that's on the soundtrack for. Yeah, I'm, I'm blanking on that movie title. Uh, what was it? That's the one where the kids went off and hid in the woods. <laughs> no, no. Now th- this was set in New York. Uh, the, the the strange father was uh, uh, Gene Hackman. The the mother was um, Donald Glover. I think was the uh, the stepfather, the, the new love interest. Uh, Well, uh, 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 we we may not be able to piece this together, but Wigwam was in that uh, uh, soundtrack. Well, Wes Anderson does like to pick that, and uh, 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 was uh, Kinks songs. Uh, that soundtrack had an Elliot Smith song too. 
which was yeah. fine when the kid uh, uh, does all self-harm action appropriately. Elliot Smith. I do have uh, a couple of Iota songs here. Oh. Uh, I've, I've searched lyrics.com for these. Okay. So there's a whole song by someone someone named uh, I guess I don't know what the name of the band is. It's hard to tell, but that's uh, <clears throat> the lyrics go that's uh, maybe the song is Iota. Mm-hmm. The band is Heaven, H-E-V-E-I-N, Heaven. Not one iota of thought, not one iota of vision, just cornered and distraught, complete submission, not one iota, not one iota of thought, not one iota. Uh, the song Brainstormed by Manchild. Capote high on peyote, <laughs> eyes popping out like Wiley Coyote. Not one, not one iota or one guy older. Uh-huh. Or one guy younger has the hunger that I in my city. Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm gonna repeat that one because that was pretty solid. Capote high on peyote, eyes popping out like Wiley Coyote. Not one iota or one guy older, one guy younger than has the hunger that I'm holding in my city. Mm. I feel like that's a, a hip yeah. It's a it's a clear message to the the people of our times speaks to all of us here's another everything under the stars from fun loving criminals uh bombs make misses you get served like dishes like the soft machine kisses your ass it's not one iota or comma or quota it was the regular stuff like wow Uh, this is good this is going well uh, question by Goldfinger. Help, but all I got to say now is that you don't know what pain is. You haven't suffered one iota, so just stop your whining. You don't know what pain. Yeah. Well, iota's uh, iota's out. We, there. We've we've done we've done more with this than uh, I had planned for. You'd ever thought possible. So I have one last music take. I have one last music take. Well, the uh, ACDC, ACDC has a new album. Uh, well, and it's fine. Uh, it's exactly what you would expect an ACDC album to be, which I feel like uh, is what makes it great because they're not, it's not like, oh, ACDC's always been waiting to do a ballad. It's like, no, it's just a screeching. Uh, Australian guy on vocals backed up by killer guitars. You know, there's no there's no hidden agenda yeah. here. So, uh, I would like to close with my impression. Uh, this is the first uh, first few verses of uh, and you can join in here if you remember the lyrics. Uh, the first few verses of She Shook Me All Night Long, a a classic ACDC. She was a fast machine. She kept her motor clean. She was the best damn woman I ever seen. She had a sight 
lipless eyes, tell me no lie, knocking me out with those American thighs. Take me more than her share, had me fighting for air. She told me to come, but I was already there. Cause the walls start shaking, the air was shaking, my mind was aching, and we were making it to you know, you shook me all night long. Yeah, you shook me all night long. That's all I had on that. I just thought that would be funny. Apparently it wasn't. Uh, well, next next week, uh, you know, I, I'm just going to put this note out to you, Dan. Uh, yeah. Uh, this is just an internal note. Uh, just research what the next Greek letter is and what what song what song oh, it yeah. shows up in and that that'll be a, you, that'll be you, a teaser for uh yeah. for our royal 21 yeah it's it's around 26 or yeah, 27 spiking yeah. words getting out well paul you want to send us off uh, be kind behave and don't, don't give one iota for what uh, uh what the haters tell you <laughs> Thank you, my friend. It's always a pleasure. We'll talk soon. Be good, everybody.